Father's Day to all the dads and granddads that are listening today. I hope you got breakfast in bed today. I hope that uh, you're able to uh, maybe through the window be able to see the grandkids or maybe social distanced, uh, maybe around a campfire or out in the front yard. I hope you're able to see your kids or your grandkids today. And we appreciate uh, all of our dads and all of our granddads. I hope it's a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, I'm going to direct my uh, message today to dads. I was able to do that Mother's Day to the moms, and I'd like to do that with the dads as well. And uh, parenting is a challenge in any era, but, but especially in this COVID season. There's so many unknowns, and, and the rugs have been pulled out from under uh, families, and it's in, in some ways it's it's been a great time to be together as family, but also it's been a tough time. And uh, parenting has kind of uh, brought out, um, there's, there's been these huge needs that have come to the surface uh, with parents being at home. And, and so mom and dad, you're a team, and, and you're a team to help raise the kids together. And each of you possesses these abilities as the role of, of mom and dad is carried out. And if, if mom is, uh, is the nurturer and the glue to a family, then dad, you're the anchor. Granddad, you may be the anchor. Um, the nuclear family in the last 60 years has really taken it on the chin. Uh, we're, we're looking at, in, in our culture, in our life here, we're seeing that the divorce rate for first-time marriages is 50% or better. And uh, we see many kids, uh, sadly, who grow up in a motherless family or a fatherless family or in a situation where, where maybe dad is quite absent from the children's daily lives. And many a son or daughter, many a son or daughter has has gone through life wishing they had had their dad's attention or, or, or the blessing of their dad. You know, uh, probably one of the great illustrations of that would be the great baseball legend Pete Rose. And in 1985, uh, in a game against the Chicago Cubs, Pete Rose beat Ty Cobb's hits, um, the record for it, uh, the hits at bat. And so on that day, he, he takes the pitch, he hits the ball, and it goes out into just right of center field, and he runs the first base, and the place just erupts in pandemonium, in celebration, cheering, whistling, clapping. Um, the fans were on their feet. He's at first base. He's a little embarrassed by it all, and he's kind of He's kind of looking down, and then he'd look around, and he would wave a little bit. And, and later he said the only thing he could think about was not the adoring crowd. All he could think about was his father, who had already passed away, that he, that he, he knew that his dad was, uh, was watching, and, and he hoped his dad was pleased by it. Here's a guy in his late 30s who was still wanting to... Uh, please or impress his dad. And that's what I, I want to talk about today in the message. I, I want to talk to our parents who are watching, but principally I want to talk to dads and granddads. I, I want to encourage you 
to bestow blessings on your kids. And, and we see this modeled by the Heavenly Father. Uh, you, you go to Matthew chapter 3, and this is where Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. And when he was baptized, as he came out of the water, those around heard this voice from heaven, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. Here is the Heavenly Father pronouncing a blessing upon His Son, His only begotten Son, and, and wanted those around to be able to hear that. In the Old Testament, we have another great example, and that would be Jacob in um, Genesis chapter 49. This is where he had rediscovered Joseph. He thought Joseph was dead. And his brothers, 17 years earlier, had sold him into slavery. They just disliked him so much. And God, using different events and circumstances, brought Joseph to a place where, 17 years later, in his mid-30s, he became second unto Pharaoh. And so um, there's a famine, and um, Jacob's family comes to buy food from Egypt, and they're able to rediscover one another, and it, it's really a blessing. So now Jacob is toward the end of, end of his life, and he pronounced a blessing on, on his kids in such a way that it was um, in some ways prophetic, but in some ways it was aspirational. And uh, the Bible says in verse 28 about, about him, it says, all these are the 12 tribes of Israel. This is what their father said to them as he blessed them, blessing each with the blessing suitable to him. Interesting, isn't it? Jacob made a point to bless his kids, and, and I want to just kind of park there for a while. I want us to kind of look at that and, and see if we can learn some things that would help us in this particular passage. And the first point that I want dad and granddad to see is that we can bless our kids by being a dad or a granddad who, who follows God. And Jacob followed God. We see this in verse 24 and 25. He left this legacy of faith to his kids. And, and uh, look at how Jacob referred to God. This is not somebody with a distant relationship. He refers to God in this blessing that he's giving Joseph. He calls God the mighty one of Jacob, uh, the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Uh, at one point in verse 25, he says, By the God of your father who will help you. He, he had not been a perfect guy. Uh, he was, uh, earlier in life, he was a liar and a deceiver. Uh, but there was this time he met God in the desert. And sometimes that's where we meet God, is in the desert. And that is certainly where he meets him and wrestles with God, if you will. And, um, and there's a change in his life. He, he began to follow God, and, and he wasn't perfect. He repented each time he messed up. He, he would come back to God. He, he truly was a fellow who was trying to serve God and know him in the best way that he knew how. And his kids saw it all. And, and so parents, dad, granddad, I, I just want to encourage you to let your kids 
see an authentic walk with God. You notice I didn't say perfect walk with God. Let them see an authentic walk with God. And when you stray off the path, let them see you repent and let them see you come back to the Lord. And when you've had those good runs where you're walking with God, then talk about that and celebrate that with your kids. This is so important that they have this authentic view of dad or granddad at home and with friends and in the church community. Our kids need to see that that we as dad, we as granddad, they need to see that we love and follow the Lord and that we're apprentices of Jesus and not just merely religious attenders, but that we find ourselves as followers, serious, committed followers of Jesus. That's one of the greatest blessings we can give our family. Um, our family's not looking for perfection from us. They know us better than that. Uh, but they would love to see, and your kids, your sons and your daughters, desperately need to see an authentic apprentice, somebody who's striving to learn about Jesus and to model his teachings and to follow him being the real deal. That is one of the greatest legacies that you can leave your children and your grandkids to be able to pass on. So Jacob wanted to uh, pronounce this, uh, this blessing that was suitable to, to each of the kids, something that they would remember throughout life. And so a, a couple of things in the blessing he gave them. First of all, he, he blessed them in order to prepare them for living in the world. And, and what do I mean by that? Well, a couple of thoughts that we see in, in the blessing. We as dad and granddad, and, and I would say as parents, but principally on Father's Day, we as dad and granddad, we need to prepare our kids for the blessings of life. You know, he called Joseph right there in verse 22 there in, in Genesis 49. He called Joseph to be fruitful, like a vine. It's so interesting to me, he didn't call him to be successful. Think about it this way. Success is uh, man-driven. That, that's something that, uh, that man strives and drives to do. Uh, Joseph was already, at this time in his life, he was already successful. Uh, he was second uh, only to Pharaoh by this time in his life. But I think what's interesting is that we see that he was, before he was ever second to Pharaoh, before he was ever successful, he was a fruitful young man, and, and then as he came into his own, he was a fruitful man. What does that mean? It means, okay, he may have had success, but what really drove his life is that, is that he was fruitful to those around him and fruitful in his own life. And his dad chose to encourage him to pursue being this fruitful vine, a blessing to God and a blessing to the fellow man around him. And, um, and how that ties so beautifully to John chapter 15, where Jesus is the vine and we're branches on the vine with him. And so we are called to be not successful branches, we're called to be fruitful branches, producing fruit for all to enjoy uh, in our lives. And so uh, jo uh, Joseph was being blessed by his dad 
to continue being somebody who was fruitful. That's what they were seeking in life, was to be fruitful before God and before uh, those around him. Then there's something else. Um, We as dads and granddads, we need to prepare uh, our kids for the toughness that's in this world. Uh, I want you to see in Genesis 49, look at verse 23. He uses this, uh, this, this word picture. Uh, the archers bitterly attacked him, shot at him, and harassed him severely. Uh, this is a word picture of what Joseph had to endure in all of those years uh, where um, he had been alone and had gone through a lot of struggles and, and so notice uh, verse 24, yet his bow remained unmoved. His arms were made agile uh, by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. From there is the shepherd, the stone of Israel, by the God of your father who will help you, by the almighty who will bless you with blessings of heaven above and blessings of the deep that crouches beneath blessings of the breasts and of the womb. In other words, he, he was saying, you know, uh, Joseph, you were in some tough times, and, and I wasn't there. But God was there, and you were trying to shoot the arrows, and you were too weak to pull the bow back. But but the Heavenly Father's hands were around you, and he was pulling that bow back where you couldn't. He was steadying your arm. He was, he was adjusting your aim. It's a beautiful word picture that, um, that Dad is, is praying upon his son. And Jacob, he couldn't be there with Joseph when he was sold into slavery. And he wasn't there when Joseph was accused of rape and when he was lied about and when he was imprisoned and and seemingly forgotten by humanity. But the Heavenly Father was there the whole time. And Joseph sensed that and knew that. And this is part of the blessing from Jacob, that, that God would always be there that God would be there holding him up when no man or woman could. And that's the blessing, that's the word picture that that God is calling us to be able to do, that that we can help our kids to know that we'll be there, but God will always be there when we can't be there. And that just as God had steadied Joseph, God will steady our son or our daughter. And dad and granddad, I... I just want to encourage you to bless your kids by affirming that life is not always easy and that life is not fair because it's not. But you will always be there. And when you can't be there, the Heavenly Father, He will always be there. And, uh, And that you'll be there to strengthen your son or daughter. You'll be there to encourage them. But even when you can't one day, God, the Heavenly Father, will never leave your son or daughter and that they'll be strengthened and, and, and he'll be present in life in the tough times leading them. But what you and I can do, we can be rooting for them throughout life. We can be their biggest fan. And that's what God is wanting us to do today. Um, Carol and I uh, have two sons. Uh, you've, uh, many of you have met John. John has preached here uh, at the church several times. Um, our youngest son, Nathan, lives in Massachusetts and is a school counselor, uh, family counselor. 
And um, both our sons have had to experience things that up to this point in our life, Carol and I have never suffered firsthand. I I would say that uh, it's been frustrating at times as grown, uh, as parents of grown children, uh, we see some of the hardships they, that happen in their life, and we're frustrated that we, we just can't pick up that burden and put it on our back so that they don't have to bear it. And we, we just want to protect them from this old, broken, hot mess of a world. Um, but you and I know that's just not always possible, right? I, I remember when uh, John was in his first place of ministry. Uh, he was a youth pastor at a church. And his, his youth group uh, was in a caravan of cars. They were going actually to a missions training event because they were going to do a mission trip together. And they were in this caravan of cars, and one of the vehicles uh, was hit by a tanker truck. And uh, the vehicle went sailing, and it, it flipped uh, severely. All the occupants were severely injured. But one of the girls, a junior high girl, was killed. I'll never forget when John called us on a Saturday morning and we could tell in his voice something had happened. And he begins on telling us very quickly the story. And he said, I just I need prayer. And here he was just uh, this this new youth pastor and, and experiencing something that um, most pastors don't have to experience. And would we pray with him? And we did. We prayed with him and just encouraged him that, that he was the guy who would be able to lead and, and, and work with the youth group through this. I wanted to carry that burden for him so badly, but I couldn't. But we could walk beside him and we could root for him and we could encourage him. That was so important. I'll never forget the day when our youngest son, Nathan, and uh, called us, and it was um, it was an afternoon, and we were out in town, and he called us, and we immediately could tell something was wrong, and and we could hear Lauren and uh, his wife, our daughter-in-law, in the background, just wailing. We knew something horrendous had happened, and with a broken heart. Uh, these two broken-hearted parents and scared parents uh, began sharing with us that Nathan, uh, that Grayson, at three and a half, had been diagnosed with leukemia, and they wanted him at the hospital right away. We felt so helpless 15 hours away, but we knew the Heavenly Father was there, and we reminded them that the Heavenly Father was there. And we blessed them, and we prayed for them, and we encouraged them, and we walked with them, and we stayed in touch with them until we could physically be up there. Again, I wanted to carry that burden on my own back. I didn't want them to have to go through that. But you know what? That's a journey they had to go through. And we were alongside to encourage and spur them on. Dad, granddad, I just want to encourage you to be the anchor 
that blesses, that coaches, that roots for your kids uh, and who they are because they need you to believe in them and they want you to root for them. They're not going to tell you that every day, but they want it and they love it when it happens. And so I want to encourage you to also bless them with your presence physically and emotionally. I regret as a dad uh, putting work and ministry ahead of our boys in the early years uh, when they were smaller. Uh, that's some regret I really carry. And you know, the truth is no one is going to be on their deathbed one day wishing that they had worked more. I don't think so. Uh, Harry Chapin wrote this uh, powerful song back in the, in the 70s, and it was called Cats in the Cradle. Remember that song? I'm not going to sing it. Uh, but I, I would like to share um, the poem that it represents. And uh, it was, um, My child arrived just the other day. He came to the world in the usual way. But there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away. And he was talking for I knew it, and he, and he grew. <laughs> He'd say, I'm going to be like you, Dad. You know I'm going to be like you. The cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you coming home, Dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. You know, we'll have a good time then. My, sir, my son turned 10 just the other day. He said, thanks for the ball, Dad. Come on, let's play. Can you teach me to throw? And I said, not today. I got a lot to do. And he said, that's okay. And he walked away, but his smile never dimmed. He said, I'm going to be like him. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be like him. Well, he came from college just the other day, so much like a man, I just had to say, son, I'm proud of you. Can you sit for a while? He shook his head, and then he said with a smile, what I'd really like, Dad, is to borrow the car keys. See you later. Can I have them, please? The cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon, the little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you coming home, son, I don't know when, but we'll get together then, Dad. You know, we'll have a good time then. I've long since retired. My son's moved away. I called him up just the other day. I said, I'd like to see you if you don't mind. He said, I'd love to, Dad, if I had the time. You see, my job... It's a hassle, and the kids got the flu, but it's sure nice talking to you, Dad. It's been sure nice talking to you. And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me he had grown up just like me. My boy was just like me. Wow. That's, uh, that's interesting, huh? I, I want to encourage you to be present in your kids' lives. You'll never have this time again. Your kids are younger and they're growing up. It happens so quickly. And I, I just want to encourage you that this time that you have, particularly during this COVID time, invest in your kids. And uh, I get it. You got work to do and, and you're working from home and, and it can get loud and I, I get that. But be sure you're setting aside time that they know that they're the most important thing and that they know they have your heart and that they have your attention. And I think it's important that we also, that not only are we there with our presence, 
but that we are there with our heart. You know, know, to some dads and granddads like me who have grown kids or maybe you have near-grown kids, can I encourage you this morning, it's never too late. And, And Jacob did this blessing as an old man near death. And I, I want to encourage you that as long as you have breath, as long as you are alive, you can bless your kids and your grandkids. And for some of you, blessing them may need to begin with, first of all, asking forgiveness. I've had to do, do that with our kids. Uh, there's some things that uh, if I had to do over again, I would do it. I would do it. Uh, it's never, it's never wrong to apologize. And, and maybe the blessing needs to begin with you being authentic and real and maybe going to your son or daughter or to your grandson or granddaughter and, and maybe you need to apologize. Maybe that conversation needs to begin. Or maybe you need to extend forgiveness to a son or a daughter or to a grandson or a granddaughter. And and maybe God wants to use you to make peace in your family. How precious would that be? Because life is too short to not keep trying. And life is too short not to be able to share what's in your heart. And again, if need be, um, sitting down with them and being able to have that conversation, or writing to them, or calling them. And to our young dads, I I want you to accept your kids as a gift. Think about it. Each child is wired different. And I I want to encourage mom and dad, I, I want to encourage you to celebrate and affirm your child and their abilities. Our, our two sons are two different guys in every way, shape, and form. Personality, everything. Giftings, all of that. And, and being able to celebrate, if I treated both boys the same growing up, then I maybe would have missed out on being able to affirm the giftings that Nathan had or, or the giftings that John had. And, and somebody says, well, I don't understand why my kids, I don't understand why our relationship's not good. I treated all the kids the same. But see, but maybe that's the problem. Because God has made us, we're all wired differently. And, and, and maybe what needs to happen here to our young mom and dad, uh, I want to encourage you to recognize that God has wired your kids differently from one another. And, and that that means you're going to have to train and work with them and love on them and, and teach them differently than maybe you would with uh, the other one. Not a matter that you love one over the other. It's not a matter that, that you're going to give more attention to the other. It's just a matter that our kids, they're giftings and they're wired differently than we are. And they're maybe different from their siblings. And it's important for us to be able to see that because then we can bless them for the way God's made them. They are image bearers of God like we are. And so I I want to encourage you about that, blessing your kids. And then blessing your kids is, is an ongoing thing. It's not just something that happens once in life. There are, I think, uh, special specific times in their life as they come to milestones that you have the opportunity to bless them in that milestone. 
But blessing your kids or your grandkids, I hope, will become a new mission in life that they know that you're for them and that you're their biggest fan, that you're rooting for them, that you're their cheerleader. They need to know that. And I want to encourage you as we conclude this message. I want to. I, I just want to really um, urge our dads and our granddads that you find a way with each son, with each daughter, with each grandson, with each granddaughter. I want to encourage you to pray a blessing, to pronounce a blessing, and to encourage them. Well, they know how I feel. I don't have to say it. That's not true. They need to hear it. They're going to go through life wondering if you're for them. They're going to go through life wondering, am I enough? Will they accept me just the way that I am? Will they, will they even though I'm different than they are, will they, will they, I'm not wired the same way. I, I, my personality's different. What I want to do in life is different. Listen, what's important here is loving your sons and daughters where they know it, where they can go through life with this great assurance that they are loved by mom and dad, by grandma, by grandpa, that they are, that they're accepted, that they're enough. And you will save your grandkids, you will save your sons and daughters a lot of grief in life if they know you're on their side. It doesn't mean that you agree with everything they do. It doesn't mean that you that you uh, are okay with choices that they may make. I mean, that's what we as parents are there. We're there to help them, and we're there to uh, guide them. But the fact is, whether they're adults or whether they're kids, they want a blessing from their parents. And today, Father's Day, they want a blessing from Dad and Granddad. I'm going to pray this morning as we conclude this message. And right where you are, I'm going to ask you just to not just observe this service, but participate. I'm going to ask you, would you just bow your head with me? With our heads bowed, Lord, I just want to pray a blessing upon all of our parents. Thank you for what they do. Some of them are single parents, raising kids by themselves. Some of them... Uh, have an absentee dad or an absentee mom. And there's some here that are, are blessed to have mom and dad or grandma and grandpa. And Lord, I just pray a blessing upon all of our parents today that you will give them wisdom and knowledge, that you'll give them a heart for this message and a heart and an understanding of the importance of the blessing. Lord, I pray for dads and granddads today that right where they are, that they will have a renewed desire and interest. Heavenly Father, you cried out to all to hear, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. And Lord, I, I pray that we will do the same with our sons and our daughters that you've blessed us with and that uh, you've gifted us with. And that, Lord, you will bless the relationship Father, I, I pray for those today that, uh, that maybe don't know Jesus as their Savior. And Lord, I, I pray that they would give their life to you, to follow you, and to serve you. Lord, that they would just turn their life over to you right where they are. 
God, I pray for those today who are struggling in their faith and maybe have kind of walked off the path, that, Lord, that you would bring them, just like you did Jacob, that you would bring them back upon the path and that there would be repentance, that there would be a desire to follow you and to serve you. I don't know the needs of hearts that are listening today, but, Lord, I know you do, and I pray that you would meet those needs. Lord, I pray you would bless the homes. I pray that you would bless the relationships represented today, hearing uh, my voice. Lord, we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name and for your sake. So, God bless you. Happy Father's Day. I hope you have a great day today. And uh, I hope that in the days ahead, you'll look for ways to pray a blessing, be a blessing, say a blessing with your kids and your grandkids. They'll never forget it, and they'll thank you for it. God bless you. Have a great week. You are loved.